Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Here on White Collars, Red Hands, we've seen the destruction that comes with the downfall of big companies. Retirements are ruined. People's finances go belly up. People lose their jobs and their homes. In the worst cases, it affects the economy and causes the entire country, and sometimes the world, to suffer. Today, we look at another financial giant, Evergrande, who is on the brink of collapse. Who are they? What did they do? What happened? And what's going to happen next? Find out on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. What's going to happen next? Who is my father? Somebody tell me the answers to these questions. You have to go on Maury Povich show. (laughs) He'll tell you who your father is. Oh, my God. Kishan. I hope it's someone fun. You have no father. Ah, I'm a clone. I knew. I knew the government was making clones. I knew I remembered being born into the arms of Bill Clinton when I was young out of a test tube. I knew these were manufactured memories. I was going to say you're the Antichrist and was born of a virgin. Wait, like... I was born of... I hope everyone's born a virgin, hopefully. No, born of a virgin. Like, is the Antichrist also supposed to be immaculately so, conceived? So it depends what? on who you talk to. But, that shouldn't be the answer. <laughs> but okay. But, like, they're supposed to mimic Christ in a lot of ways. Oh. Uh. So we don't know for sure, but we'll find out when he's, when he's here. Wow, all right. And depending on who you ask, it's Barack Obama. I don't think it was... <laughs> He's, he's like building a library here in Chicago. Like, I don't, I think if he was the Antichrist, he'd be doing some more nefarious things That's right now. That's the whole thing with the Antichrist. They're a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is dumb. <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb. This has nothing to do with today's episode. Yeah, we started off on a weird foot, but, but to get it back to what we the talk The right foot. To get it back on what we talk about, I actually did want to touch on something. Uh, the Elizabeth Holmes trial is uh, yes. coming to an end pretty soon. Dun, so dun, dun. Uh, we will get a verdict in that at some point soon. I know we said we'd update you on that. Uh, she just took the stand. Um, and she's blaming all of it on Sonny Balwani, just like we talked about mm-hmm. in our Theranos mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the prosecutors uh, just cross-examined her, and you know they they asked her to take a little bit more. Uh, what is it? Responsibility for her actions? Which, if you if you listen to the episode, we we are definitely on the side that she was acting uh, on under her own uh, influence oh, for sure. Um, maybe Sonny had something to do with it, but maybe not to the extent. That she says he did. Uh, so we'll, we'll give you that soon. But now we're talking about ever ever grand, ever grande. Well, it's got an e at the end. Is I this, know. this is like the Ariana Grande um, conspiracy? <laughs> not conspiracy, controversy. I guess where she said her name was Grandy, like on a podcast, like Ariana Grandy. And I was well, like, it's That's like stupid. the Rihanna Rihanna. Because if you hear Rihanna talk. When Rihanna talk in an interview, she'll be like, I'm Rihanna. You know, 
Grande, Grandy, Rihanna, Rihanna, Nina, Nina, Potato, Potato. Here's the problem. All of the news things that I... (laughs) News things. The news things, yes. The news things I watched. All the things I watched on this topic today were from the UK. So they kept saying Evergrande. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to say Evergrande. But I think, no, I changed my mind. I'm saying Evergrande because that's how I'm just, I'm from America. Like the the forefathers would have wanted. Just like my Midwestern relatives would want. All right, let's get into it. Also, today's episode is also an ongoing topic being updated daily. So we won't have any answers today, but just like the Elizabeth Holmes case, when we find out what's going on, we'll let you know. This breaking news bulletin from the White Collars Red Hand Studios. Yeah. All right, are you ready, Kashan? I'm so ready. I'm buckled in. So today we're talking about Evergrande. Have you ever heard of them? No. Me neither. Cool. <laughs> so the China Evergrande Group, this is an international episode. All right. Boop, boop. Um, the China Evergrande Group is the second largest property developer in China by sales. It's ranked 122nd on the Fortune Global 500. It's incorporated in the... K- yeah, it's incorporated in the Cayman Island. Of course it is. Yeah. And it's headquartered. All right, there's a lot of Chinese <laughs> names today, and I'm just going to try to oh, not one, butcher them. This one looks funny. Say it. Um, headquartered in the Huhai Financial <laughs> Center for, in China. In the Huhai Financial Center. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I could get more specific about where that is located, but it's um, hard to say. You know where and it is? China. Yeah, it's definitely in China. I'd butcher the names and I would offend everyone who's ever lived there. So, yeah, because they're big fans of this podcast. Oh, they are. Well, you never know. I think we're censored in China. Uh, I I, I think that's one of the countries we're not available in because our our podcast has explicit content, which blocks us from a bunch of countries. So, oh. So you can say as much shit as you want about uh, what's his name, uh, Jing, Jinping, the fucking the, yeah. the prime minister or whatever, oh, their God. chancellor of China, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what well, this company was founded in 1996 by Zhu Jian. In 2018, it was the most valuable real estate company in the world. Damn. All right. And most of its apartments that it builds are upper and middle class. Yeah, fuck the poor. Yeah, literally. Um, and you'll see how much they fuck the poor in a minute. Hot. Evergrande was originally called the Hangda Group, but like I said earlier, it was founded. And so it was founded in 1996 by Zhu Jiang in Guangzhou, China. And this was during a mass urbanization of the country. And in October of 2009, it, the company raised $722 million. These are U.S. dollars, not one. Yeah, not one. Just as the forefathers intended. Yes. And in an initial public offering to the stock exchange of Hong Kong. So I don't remember if we talked about this because I don't remember anything we talk about. We definitely talked about IPOs, but why, yeah, did, you give a, why yeah, did you give them a yeah, refresher there? I was I like, I know I should know what this is when I was doing it today. I was like, I should really fucking know this. I can't remember. We talked about it multiple. I think we talked about it last episode with Valiant. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we wow. did. We definitely Fuck. did. It's fine, though. God damn it. <laughs> well, an initial public offering can also be called a stock launch, and this is when shares of a company are sold to into, um, institutional investors and also individual investors. It's also known as going public. Evergrande owns about 565 million square meters of development land and real estate projects. Mm, that's 
I, you know, I'm not. That means nothing to me because we live in America, so I don't know. How sounds many like a lot. It sounds like a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because a meter's big. <laughs> Nine occurred. A meter is big. It's I like mean, there's like a hundred meet. Well, hold on. There's a hundred meters in a kilometer. In a, That's no. not correct. A thousand. There we go. Kilo means a thousand. So, oh, so yeah. kilo meter a thousand meters. You gotta have a thousand of them in a kilometer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Evergrande has real estate projects in 22 cities, mostly in mainland China, but they do have some projects in um, some of the Chinese, southern Chinese islands. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said previously, they're the second largest real estate developer in mainland China, and they employ about 200,000 people, but it also indirectly sustains employment for more than 3.8 million people per year. So it's a big company. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go into a bunch of the shit that they own. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they have a giant plaza with their name that was completed in 2014. The fuck is it? What's a, what's a plaza? Like, it's just like an outside. Like a shopping plaza. Oh, okay. Well, I just, a plaza, plaza means like outside space, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's big. Um, they own two theme parks. One has a creepy name that translates to the Hangdok. Hang da children of the world. I don't know. It sounds like a cult. I don't like it. It's actually just, uh, it's a small world, but you go through it for hours at a time and it's all in Chinese. Oh, all right. Well, that could be, I don't know. Actually, I did see some, um, children of the world. That's it. I did see some video footage of one of the theme parks and it does look kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. In 2010, they acquired a football soccer club once again sorry to all of our uk <laughs> listeners and the guangzhou evergrande fc is their name and their motto is be the best forever so there's no pressure there great be the best forever i feel like these are bad translations this yeah kid, they you know? are no, absolutely they're terrible translations <laughs> but like they had their little emblem when like i clicked on their wikipedia page and that's what it, it had a lion and then that at the top oh great so i don't know I guess they're not actually they are a pretty good team. First I put they were first I thought okay they're not horrible but actually they were pretty good or they are pretty good and um one of the they did win the 2013 AFC Championship League. I don't even know what that is. Oh, well, I don't either but they won it and I, I also saw that they do well. I feel like China isn't known for their good football teams. I don't they, they score, I never right? see them in the World Cup. That's all I said. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I also don't understand how the ranking is. Yeah, someone's going to yell at us in like in, listen, in, in a comment or something like that. Listen, the, the Guangzhou Football Club is the is the best club in the world. They will be the best forever. <laughs> they will be the best they forever. The, they live up to it. But they can't be too bad because Alibaba has a 50% stake in the football club. Oh, not Alibaba. Yeah. Um, they began building a football stadium in 2020 right after the pandemic started, which is a little sus, but whatever. And it is said that it is going to be the world's biggest soccer stadium. And it... it from the blueprints, it actually looks really cool. It's going to be shaped like a lotus flower. It's really beautiful. You know what else is shaped like a lotus flower? A lotus flower? Vaginas. They're building mm. a big old vagina stadium. Mm, it didn't look vaginal. I'm just saying. It Lo- not- Lotuses are definitely compared to vaginas. I'm not making this up. But it was like the side profile of a lotus. 
Not the inside. Yeah, but if you look at it from the top, right, it looks right like a lotus. Like, so what, but so like, top view down, I'm saying top view down. All right, top view vagina. down, vagina. Side view, lotus flower. Fine. <laughs> and it will be able to see 100,000 people once it's completed, and it's going to cost $1.7 billion to build. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's not going to happen. They also have a football tutoring school, which originally I thought that was just going to be a school where, like, just like an organization where kids go get better at soccer, like Little League or some shit. Uh-huh. No, it's a full-on fucking boarding school where they hone the kids' football skills. Football boot camp. Yeah, literally. But I've heard about schools in China being like this before, like with gymnastics and violin and stuff like that. So that's not super surprising. Like once I was reading about it, I was like, oh, okay, that, that checks out. Mm. In 2018, Evergrande acquired 45% stake in Faraday Future, which is an electric car company. Mm -hmm. And the Evergrande group stated that they would be making electric cars by 2022. It probably won't happen, and you're going to find out why. Tesla and Rivian, man, they're too late to the party. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, They are also in health and entertainment. They really do it all. In March 2015, Evergrande acquired new media group holdings and changed its name to Evergrande Health, which was weird that they changed it to that, but whatever. And they own and operate Evergrande Health Valley, which also sounds like a cult. He's got to be. But the Valley, it's like a health and wellness park and also a retirement community. Okay, you cannot tell me that that they are not euthanizing the elderly at the Evergrande Health Valley. What? That is not the vibe I got. No, it sounds culty. They got to be a place they're just like, we will heal you of your your ailments as you get older. And they just take like people who are 65 years old and they're just calling them for the population. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I mean... All right, since I mean, I can't you can, tell but you. I will not believe you. I don't know. It also manages and works two hospitals, one in Massachusetts and one in Hainan, an island in China. Evergrande was also part of the Hangda Music Festival Tour concert in 2014, where they had a lot of notable Chinese artists oh, they're just, there. They're just doing it all, huh? Yeah, they really do. And in t- 2020, they obtained Rui Pictures, which is a Hong Kong company. Um, they dabbled in finance as well as food and agriculture um i'm just gonna i'm not gonna go too much into that because we could we could literally spend 30 minutes talking about all the shit they own yeah we they, don't they really just, they've expanded a lot i think yes what you're getting but the, the two very notable things is that they have a mineral water brand and jackie chan was the spokesperson what's the name of the brand it's Evergrande. Oh, that's fucking boring. Yeah. They could have come up with a better name. They're a huge company. And they also announced in 2016 that they would be investing $300 million into 110 pig farms. Oh, hell yeah. Which I just thought was so random. They're buying the pigs. Yeah, but I mean, pork is very popular. It's a very popular meat in China. I think it's a very, I think you could just say pork's a popular meat. Mm, I feel like, I I feel like they eat more pork than us. I think, you know, I, trust me, Americans eat a lot of pork. I think I just don't eat a lot of pork, so then I think no one else eats a lot of pork. Well, you got to sometimes see outside yourself, Nina. So, we talked about all these things that Evergrande is doing and how they've got their fingers in all these different companies. Every single hole. They are filling every hole with their fingers. Even your ears. And you're like, how could they possibly be doing bad while well, we're, we're talking about them? So clearly something has gone shit's up. Some wrong. Shit's up. <laughs> so apparently Evergram's debts 
have ballooned because they have borrowed too much money to go after all these other ventures. It's but their debts have ballooned. They acquired a balloon company and it what they leveraged too hard, not going. They're like what's that guy's name with InSync? Lou Lou Perlman. Lou Perlman and he invested in the hot air balloons. <laughs> His oh, no, debt. the blimps. His debt really did balloon. It really did balloon. Right now, Evergrande is becoming China's most indebted developer, and they have borrowed more than $300 billion. That is a lot of money. That's more money than, like, a lot of companies are worth, like, their market cap. Right. And they have that in debt? Yeah. It's really bad. It's it's actually really bad. And the reason that um, they are failing right now is because last year, Beijing, in Beijing, they actually made new rules to control the amount of money that big real estate developers can borrow. And with these new rules, this led Evergrande to offer properties at discounts so that money could continue to come in. They can't pay it all back. And they warned investors of cash flow issues and warned that they may default if they weren't able to raise the funds quickly. That's not good. I mean, the, for, for perspective, I mean, Lehman Brothers had what? One, one or like $30 billion in, in, in assets? Yeah. And it almost tanked an economy? This is $300 billion. This is 10 times the amount yeah. that Lehman Brothers had yeah. when they went under. That's insane. We're actually going to talk about oh, no. them a little bit later. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. So it's said because it's said that since they strayed away from their core business, which was real estate, that is what caused them so many financial issues. And according to a CNN article that I read, and I'm quoting this, the company somewhat placated investors last week after saying that issues regarding the payment on a domestic yuan, yuan is Chinese currency, so a domestic yuan bond has been settled through negotiations. And the interest owed on that one bond is 232 million yuan, which is the equivalent of 36 million USD. Yeah. But that's just one bond. That's not all of them. They also have an outstanding bond and interest that's worth over $83.5 million. They keep missing all these deadlines of these payments, and they're not saying whether or not they'll be paying them. So, like, there was one in September, and then there was no update on if they paid it. There was, um, well, I'm actually going to, yeah, so there was one in September. They didn't say whether or not they were they were going to pay it and Evergrande just missed an $82.5 million bond on November 6th. They have a 30, which was last month. They have a 30 day grace period to pay the money back by December 6th, which is literally five at the, yeah, the time, of, the recording, time yeah. of recording. That's in five days. Now I was seeing some other articles that were saying that they will have until the end of 2021 to pay these. Might hit, they might be able to like file for an extension or something. I'm not hurt, sure. How I, it works I don't China. know how the Chinese how that works in China, but yeah. Oh my God. It's also been said that they have asked employees to lend them money. Hey, uh, hey, John. Uh, I know that. I know that uh, we missed your last paycheck. Yeah. Um, this is really hard for us. Could you just give us like ten bucks and we'll pay you back? <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, if if your employer ever asks you for money don't give it to them no not unless they're negotiating like you get a stake at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi 
it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder in the business like this is a bailout no no no, no no like actual yeah like that you're not gonna yeah. see that don't money just give them like, money and it's um, said that foreign investors are owed about $7.4 in bond payments right now. Yikes. And it's caused investors to panic, Rightfully obviously. So. <laughs> and they've been trading bonds at an all-time low. So there are Evergrande bond notes right now that have been sold for 25 to $0.50 cents on the dollar. And at some points, the trading was so crazy that regulators had to put a stop to the trading. I mean, people are buying them, though, which is insane. Yeah. So it was very interesting. And I'll just say this right now. I had put it later, but this isn't really being talked about that much in China. Like, it's not top news, which is not surprising from what we know about the media in China. Yeah, that they for sure. This is just like the, and this will definitely get us censored in China if we're not already. The Tiananmen Square Massacre. I said yeah. it. Come for yeah. me, Xi Jinping, Okay. There are a lot of people, it was very interesting because I was watching some interviews with people that they were interviewing in China, and some of them like actually think that Evergrande is going to bounce back. What? Yeah. Uh, it's not looking, from everything it, we've said so far, it's not looking it's good. It's going to get worse, and it's, I wouldn't be buying anything. I mean, can China afford to have this this real estate group we're go under though not really we're going to talk about them more Can later the world yeah. if they if they go under this is why too big to fail is stupid it, it, yeah it, what we've said it before too big to fail is too big to exist well right you yeah know, we yeah. need to be watching stuff like this because now we're going to have to someone's gonna have to bail these people out so they don't tank the global economy right and then what is also concerning is that authorities in Beijing have said that they will no longer bail out foreign and domestic bondholders. <laughs> and on September 14th, 2021, Evergrande made a statement saying that they brought in financial advisors to help them. But like at this point, like what the fuck are you going to do? It's a little late, right? Yeah, just a tad bit late. <laughs> you should have, you should have brought in financial investors to tell you don't borrow $300 billion in leverage right <laughs> that's what you should have done right and so what we were talking about earlier like these this is originally a real estate company and so they still are making homes and selling apartment buildings and commercial buildings and stuff like that and they've been faced with multiple lawsuits from home buyers because they're still waiting on the apartments they paid for to be built so and um, right now, Evergrande has about 800 projects that are unfinished across China. That's a lot. It was actually very eerie because in some of the um, the newscasts that I was watching, like they were filming like around and like these these construction sites are like ghost towns. Even the ones that are built are like ghost towns. It's very like the theme park. It's very damn. I wonder. I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's because like. They're like building houses, but people can't afford them, even at the discount they're offering them. So now they just have all this money sunk into real estate that no one wants. Well, and then also they're like the company's going to tank. I mean, you still get the house, though. That doesn't yeah. super affect you, I guess. I guess. But there's 1.6 million people who are waiting to move into their new home. That's a lot. Like, <laughs> could you imagine buying a home and then like it doesn't get built? No, that would be like the worst way to get ripped off. 
Because that's, I mean, a home is the biggest thing that anyone will probably buy in their lifetime. Yeah. So to spend the money and then not get it, it's not like giving um, Eugene, the guy under the bridge, $350 to get me a knockoff PS5 and then he runs away with my money. You know, this is like (laughs) a home. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, There's enough empty property in the country right now that Evergrande has to house 90 million people. Isn't that insane? Wow. This yeah. is insane. Um, and so there was actually a protest recently about of about 100 buyers outside of Evergrande's offices and demanding to be reimbursed. Obviously, nothing happened to them. But they were noting that this was very interesting because protests like that don't happen very often in China. Like They don't really. Or we never hear about them. Or we never hear about them. Yeah. One or the other. Or both. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. But. This one They was, never happen, and we never hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> Double Nina. whammy. Dumb, Nina. Dumb. <laughs> but I found that interesting. So when businesses were reporting unpaid bills, because, like, obviously, like, the construction site, the construction people weren't being paid and, like, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When, they, when businesses were reporting this to the authorities that Evergrande wasn't paying them, they got no response. And right now, there's employees who are collecting scrap metal on the job sites just so they can get money because they're not being paid. Oh, man. Yeah. And then it's very interesting. And this is just, like, part of, unfortunately, like, China being China. Um they were interviewing one of the employees and she's like, I'm not getting paid, but at least I have a job. And I was like, like, that one, makes no fucking sense. But all right. It's just like we were talking about Foxconn. Man, and you know, I'm not getting paid, but you know, slave labor is fun too. Yeah. <laughs> just like, right. What? Right. And what is scary right now is about a third of Chinese property developments are on the verge of bankruptcy. Ooh. Yeah. Evergrande has allegedly slashed the prices of homes, but people aren't buying those homes, and I don't really blame them. Because they're all trying to sell scrap mo- scrap metal just to live. They don't have money to buy your homes. Right. And in August of this year, Evergrande made a quarter fewer sales than it did a year ago. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And some suppliers have suspended construction on the Evergrande projects, but that's because they're not being paid, and I don't blame them. And um, some experts say that if it wasn't for the new Chinese regulations that were cracked down on bar- the borrowing habits of real estate developers, Evergrande may not have been in financial crisis like it is now. But the reason that, eh. but it's like, yeah, but that's a double, like, that's a double sided coin because they were just going to keep borrowing money that they were never going to be able to pay back. Yeah, this was not what they were doing is not a sustainable business model. Absolutely not. Like they're obviously taking this money to build homes that no one wants. So if they keep taking money and keep inflating the supply of homes when demand is still low, it's still just going to like it's going to ruin everything anyway. Right. Either way. Fucked. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And they keep trying to sell off their ass, like the assets of the company, but like nobody's buying it and no one, no one wants it. And also, um, the other thing is they're trying to sell their stake in the electric car company, but it's not going well because they're like, there's prospective buyers, but a lot of these buyers are waiting for a fire sale because they know that 
Evergreen's going to have to slash the price of what they're selling their steak for. Yeah, or they're going to de- like declare bankruptcy and all of their assets are just going to have to be, be liquidated, liquidated at like at almost no value for them. So right. you can buy it super cheap. I mean, right. like, if you're so, looking from a capitalist v- view, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to wait for that. Yeah, I would too. Because it's, it's inevitably, inevitably going to happen. And right now... Uh, Zhu Zhaiyang, who is the chairman and the founder of the company, has apparently sold a big part of his stake in his own company. This happened literally last week. Oh, my God. He sold, that, <laughs> he sold 1.2 billion shares, and he raised $344 million. But that's money that has gone into his own pocket. And the authorities have suggested that he use some of that money to pay off debts. But like, I don't know if he actually has to do that or if he will do that. And if he doesn't have to do it, why would he do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just pocketed three hundred and forty four million dollars. Your company's tanking. You're literally if you don't selling pers- your stock like, right now. Why? That's not a good look. No, no. It's like what we were talking. We've talked about that before. Enron was a big one. They yeah. dumped all their stock before they knew it was all going to go under. Right. Sounds like that to me. Right. And all of their stocks have dropped. And Evergrande isn't the only company in China who's dealing with debt issues. There's another real estate developer called Fantasia Holdings Group in China with a significant amount of debt. Now, it is not nearly as much as... Evergrande has, but they just missed a $205.7 million bond payment. And Fantasia is the first company that had a wind-up petition related to offshore debts that has been filed against mainland China. A wind-up petition is a petition that seeks to persuade the courts to force a debtor to liquidate, liquidate its assets before the repayment of loans. So Fantasia Holdings has, has actually suspended its stock shares right now. There are at least, this is scary. Like, in my opinion, this is scary. There are at least six Chinese property developers struggling with insane amount of debt right now. And they have either defaulted or asked investors to wait for the money. Yeah, this is this is really looking like it could cause. I mean, the the global recession was caused by the collapse of Lehman yeah. Brothers and the popping of the housing bubble here in America. And this sounds like they're dealing with their own right. like real estate bubble right. in China. Not that not the exact same way that it was here, but it's still happening and it's feared that Evergrande will be the Lehman Brothers of China, which I don't know how it could not be. Um, and this is going to be a huge issue, not only in China, but globally, because China is the world's second biggest economy. Yeah. And real estate accounts for about 30 percent of Chinese GDP. That's insane, actually. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, that was a thing I learned today. And Evergrande's share price has fallen 80% over the past year. So if they were to go under, all the projects that have started would no longer be happening. And this would force firms that they are working with to probably file bankruptcy because these projects are so huge and they have put so much money into these projects. Like the Vagina Stadium. Exactly. Not- yes. Like the $1.7 billion Lotus Flower Stadium. It's that not, it's not going to be the, it's China. It's sad. We'll have to build one here in America. And also, if Evergrande defaults, banks across China will be forced to lend less money, and it could lead to a credit crunch, which is when companies aren't able to borrow money at affordable rates. Yeah, because no one's going to lend to these to these companies right now. They look like they're like they're on. They got one foot in the corporate grave. No one's going right. to be like, yeah, here, take money. You know, absolutely. It's not any high interest rates, which yeah, it's concerning. <laughs> I'm. 
I don't know. It's a big deal. Like, we saw this happen. I know we talked about it, but, like, we watched this happen in 08 with the Lehman Brothers and, like, when they collapsed here in the States and we could be looking at a bigger economic reset than before if Evergrande goes under. I just was very stressed out today when this was happening. I know. you. When we talked this morning, you were like, we're fucked. Everything's fucked. <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, but uh, we do this every week. Every week we talk about something, and it's always, like, scary. <laughs> okay, but this one's, like, really scary. No, this is actually very scary, and I feel like uh, because it's, cor- you know, it's it's financial, people don't care about it until it's, like, because this, yeah, this is going to seem hard to say because we literally do a podcast on the topic, but this shit can be really boring, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so no one it was like, oh, sure, a real estate company? Why the fuck do I care? Right. But it's super scary. Well, it's a big deal. <laughs> really important. Yeah, actually, it is. It's 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 very important. And it's honestly just, it's just ridiculous because I feel like this whole situation could have been avoided. It very easily could have been avoided if they would not have been allowed to borrow this much money. Yeah, we need to set, I mean, this is, there, there are like leverage limits a lot in like America. Like, like when you go public, like you and the stockholders agree on a leverage limit where like you don't take more debt than this unless it's approved by us because, you know, it's bad. Having high leverage really, really puts you in a very precarious position, you know? Right. And like, I get why they ended up putting those laws in place last year, but it just feels like too little too late. Yeah. Like, it's like they saw they weren't, it, I don't know for sure, but what I feel like was happening was they realized how out of control this got. And they were like, oh, shit, we better, like, put some laws in place so this doesn't happen. But they were already doing it. They're already fucked. They're already fucked. So it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's just insane that they could borrow that much money. And now, like, literally everyone is going to deal with the consequences of this. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Everyone in the whole world. It feels like um, the Teflon thing all over again like when they're dumping c2 in the water like what was once a small issue what c4 whatever c8 c8 two times four is eight i don't care (laughs) whatever they're dumping the chemicals in the water and now we're all fucked you sound like alex jones (laughs) they're dumping the chemicals in the water towards the freaking frogs gay i don't know it just really bothers me (laughs) And I was actually talking to somebody while I was researching today, and they were like, oh, what's your topic on today? And I told them, and I'm like, we're fucked. We're literally fucked. They're like, oh, it's such a positive perspective from you, Nina. I was <laughs> like, I'm realistic. I know. The, doing this podcast has really made me like, uh, just tell people, like, you don't understand. <laughs> and then we look crazy. The world's coming to an end. No, I really, today I was on my couch and I'm like, wow, I'm going to be living in the woods eating bugs pretty soon. This spells the doom of modern society as we know it. Literally. You better start prepping. Well, at least today it's no one in America's fault. Yeah. Just like the forefathers intended. They're like, that's why we took this land to avoid this bullshit. But like I said earlier, no one's gotten in trouble for this yet because the story still developed me. Because like literally there were articles today when I was like researching that were like, okay, this came, this article came out three hours ago. This is a cutting edge topic, you guys. It is. 
So, anyways, we'll see what happens in the next month or year or whatever. But I really don't think they're going to get out no, of this. Oh, they got that bond payment in five days, so we'll update you. Yeah. And then if they get that extension, we'll update you close to uh, 2022. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see. Uh, by then, you'll probably know because, you know, your local grocery store will be on fire, you know. Yeah. So, you'll be able to be like, oh, I guess I guess they defaulted on that, that bond payment. Yeah. Anyway, the Chinese government has also said they're not going to bail out Evergrande, but we'll see what happens. Oh, cool. I feel very downtrodden. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah I feel yeah, pretty yeah, downtrodden yeah. about this episode. Uh, I don't think we ever get to the end of an episode where we're like, yeah. Um, that, awesome. That Marcus Schranker one, I felt pretty good at the end of that one because I was like, this guy's an idiot. I felt like that was funny, but like yeah, this is like, guys, dumb. we're fucked. Yeah. Like we're literally, uh, oh God. The world's ruined. Everything's done. Uh, all right. Well, as we have seen time and time again, how companies become greedy, it can ultimately lead to destruction. Evergrande was a company that seemed to have it all. It looked as if they had it all together, gaining assets in almost every industry they could think of. Jackie Chan being the spokesperson of their mineral water. However, they spread themselves way too thin and borrowed more money than they could ever pay back. Now, millions of people in China and potentially millions of people around the world will suffer. Dark. <laughs> That's but a, like, fit, a dark but fitting end to yeah, that whole conversation. We yeah, discussed. thanks so much for listening. Sorry that it was so depressing this week. Yeah, so, you know, if you need to talk about this in your therapy session this week, then, you know, that's that's fine. I will say that everything that I need to talk to my therapist about always happens after I have therapy. This included. Well, good thing you go every week so that there's a next time. Yeah, I'm going to add it to my list of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's going to be like, <laughs> so, so uh, what do you want to talk about this week, Ninas? Like, Evergrande. Have you heard of the Chinese real estate holding company, Evergrande? <laughs> because I got a lot of shit to dump on you about it. It's like, um, honestly, I guess. Honestly, it might be a good change of pace for her. <laughs> she's like, we're not. We're not, we're not talking about your parents today? You're like, no, they're, they're taking a back seat today. Today? Got to talk about something else. All right. Do you know do you know about bond issuances? She's like, what? She's like, oh, God. I'm really listening to my podcast. She's like, that's a that's a your, breach of my agreement. Your therapist should not listen to this podcast. I feel like what I say on this podcast is not worse than anything I say to her. In the office. Oh, that's not good. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm not as vulgar in the office. I would hope not. <laughs> well, at least you want to hear all the shit I cut out of here, so that's fine. Yeah. I'll send her the Nina edit that I've had been that I've had going on for. Do you for really? Year. No, but I do keep all of the master files, so I could make one. Cause Sean could, could destroy my career. Yeah. I with the things I've said. Fucking remember that the next time you think about crossing me, <laughs> I will. I will end your fucking career. So anyway, on that note, um, you guys can <laughs> follow us on. So if if you liked what you heard and you like us, could you do us a favor? Could you go on Apple Podcasts? Because our analytics show that 80% of you are listening on Apple Podcasts right now. What's up, babies? Yes. And if you leave us a review 
we would really, really appreciate it. Now, we love a five-star review because the higher our, our rating is, the more it gets pushed into people's eyeballs and the more people listen. And then Kashan and I could get better at this and make this our real jobs. Uh, but if you don't give us a five-star rating, that's okay. Um, that's fine. But we would like some feedback with some constructive criticism on how to make this show better. Which by the way, Nana, funnily you answered that uh, or brought that up because today uh, I looked at our ratings. Uh, we have 70 ratings. Someone broke the 69 rating barrier right, right after we released Fine. the episode last week. So we'll get to 420. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I looked up some things that have a higher rating than us, that 3.4 on iTunes, and I think that should change. So if you want to help us change, uh, make that higher, please. Uh, the first one, Shrek Forever After. That's the fourth <laughs> Shrek installment. Uh, it has a 6.3. Now, that is on a scale of 10 on IMDb, but with but I think it should be lower than ours, even on a scale of 10. I didn't even know there was a Shrek 4. Yeah, Shrek Forever After. Uh, also, oh, yeah, I did. The Haribo shit yourself sugar free gummy bears. Uh, that if you have like they have a higher rating than us. Yeah, if you uh, they have a four point seven out of five on Amazon. What? Uh, yeah, so if you eat ten of those, it will you literally will cleanse your colon. Shit your pants. And they somehow have a higher rating. So please, let's change that. But it's tasty while you cleanse your colon. And speaking of cleansing your colon, uh, the Moby Huge, which is the three-foot dildo, which sells for $848.84 on sextoy.com, has a 4.3 out of 5 rating. Not everything needs to exist. A three-foot dildo. Why? The Moby Huge. Uh, So... Change our rating, you guys. We got three point four. <laughs> Let's get it up. You know, at least at least past the Moby Huge three foot dildo. So that, that would get us to four point four. How much was Moby Huge again? Four point three out of five. Oh wow, that's high. On, on sextoy.com. Oh man, I don't know. Most of the reviews were joke reviews, I will say that, but you know. Yeah. Make ours joke reviews. Give us a five stars, you know, because it's funny. I don't care. Yeah. All right, well. You know what we have that Moby Huge probably doesn't? A bunch of social media that you can follow. And You'd that's be a, surprised. I'm sure. Whatever. Anyways, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash white collars red hands. You can follow us on Twitter at white collars pod. You can follow us on Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. We also have a website. Website. Um, Facebook. Oh, no, no, no. That's not. No, 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 no. It's It's not that. It's www.whitecollarsredhands.com. And if you want to talk to us about anything, anything, you can email us at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. We'd love suggestions. Uh, I'm not going to announce the winners because I never asked them if it was okay to publicly announce heard, them. Heard, but heard. we did send the merch out to our winners. Maybe they'll post about us on our social media and tag us. So uh, thank you guys again for doing that. Uh, you can go ahead and get our merch just by buying it, though. It's yeah, pretty- that's an unfree way for you to support yeah, us. Pretty dope. So do that. On TeePublic, um, there's a link in the website that says merch. Yeah. Um, the holiday season is coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, they have express delivery for those of you that celebrate Hanukkah. Um, and it's only the third night of Hanukkah, the day of recording, so you've got five more days for presents, and yeah. one of them could be a white college red hands hoodie for your loved one. Get your significant other a Moby Huge uh, brand with the white collars red hands logo. Sticker on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's big enough. You could slap a few stickers yeah, on that thing. Yeah, as many stickers as you want. Like one on each one of the balls. It's got balls. You know? <sighs> they went the whole, whole shebang. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that is it. 
That felt very long. It is. That That's outro. fine. Hey, no All one right. listens to it anyway. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next time on another episode of White Collars, Red, Red Hands. Hands.